We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. There's a pretty good chance we're doomed. Thanks for listening to the uh, John Steigerwald Show. And we're not doomed because uh, Omarosa, or whatever her name is, says Donald Trump is a bad person. Um, she's a nobody in a future trivia question. But uh, Gallup came out with a poll today that says, for the first time, Democrats prefer socialism over capitalism. Gallup says that the... Uh, the major shift is from Demo- Democrats losing faith in capitalism. 47% still have a positive attitude toward capitalism. That means less than half of the people who voted for either Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton have a good feeling about free markets and capitalism. The number was at 56% back in 2016. Now, 71%, uh, according to this poll, uh, of Republicans have a positive feeling about capitalism to 16% who have a positive feeling about socialism. Now, I'd like to talk to somebody who claims to be a Republican and is in that 16%, but that's what the poll says. Now, socialism is really popular among millennials. That could be because millennials seem to have a real problem with growing up and they need somebody to take care of them. Remember, it was Obamacare that uh, forced health insurance companies to keep the kiddies on their parents' policy until they were 26. I think it's still in, in effect now. Just about everybody I knew, by the way, was married with a kid or two by the time they were 26. I think the average age for getting married now is over 30. Anyway, uh, socialism used to be a dirty word. Um, I mean, maybe the, the, the schools, especially colleges, have done a good job of indoctrinating people. Nobody is better at explaining the evils of socialism than Walter Williams, though, one of my favorite guys. He has a a Ph.D. in economics. He was the head of the economics department at George Mason University. And here's what he says. Capitalism is peaceful, voluntary exchange. He says, quote, all of us own ourselves. I am my private property and you are yours. Murder, rape, theft and the initiation of violence are immoral because they violate self-ownership. Similarly... The forcible use of one person to serve the purposes of another person for any reason is immoral because it violates self-ownership. Now, that's enough for me. That, that just that settles it for me. That's about freedom and leaving people alone and you don't, don't take something forcibly from one person and give it to another because you think it's a good idea. But it's obviously not enough for 56% of the people who would be in charge right now, uh, by the way, if Donald Trump hadn't won. And I'm sorry, but that's a scary thought to me. Uh, Williams points out that two-thirds of the federal budget uh, can be described as Congress taking the rightful earnings of one American to give to another American. He's talking about Medicare, Medicaid, uh, food stamps, welfare, farm subsidies, um, business bailouts. Fifty-six percent of Democrats apparently don't think there's enough wealth being redistributed. They want, they want actual real socialism. They want single-payer health care, you know, the kind that's free for everybody. And Bernie Sanders and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who reveals herself to be dumber by the day, 
Oh, is she dumb? We'll tell you that it's a human right. Now, I've never stu- understood, as I've said here before, why they stop at health care. I mean, why isn't food a human right? They'll tell you that housing is a right. It's only a matter of time before uh, food does make the list, by the way. But here's Alexandra on why unemployment is low right now. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. And so I do think that right now when we have this no-holds-barred, Wild West hyper-capitalism, what that means is profit at any cost. Capitalism has not always existed in the world, and it will not always exist in the world. Hypercapitalism. Everybody is working uh, 70 or 80 hours a week now, according to Alexandra, and can barely feed their kids. Everybody has two jobs. Not some people, everybody. Uh, I'm not sure how she plans to fix that, but it's on the college campuses where socialism is really becoming the go-to philosophy. It's cool to be a socialist now, apparently. Listen to this and keep in mind that these college kids are able to vote. How would you define socialism? I mean, honestly, that definition gets thrown around a lot. I'm not exactly sure. How would you view what socialism is, though? Um. Economically, what is socialism? Economically, hmm. So, hmm, I'm going to think about that for a second. Um, geez, uh, I guess just specifically just, you know, getting rid of that wealth gap in the United States. Um, how would I describe it as little words possible? Um, uh, how would you define socialism? Hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely more of an open form of government and it feels like a lot more accessible to a lot more people and that's kind of how i see it like being more accessible and more kind of like equal ground yeah what what does that mean necessarily though i'm to be quite honest i don't know yeah of course you don't when we come back we're going to talk to the executive editor of the american conservative magazine and maybe she'll be able to tell us if this means we are doomed Close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes? Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah. 
That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? $200, $300, or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code Radio 20. Hugh Hewitt for Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company in the nation that fights for your values. They partner with over 15 conservative organizations like Gun Owners of America, the Heritage Foundation, the Susan B. Anthony List. Patriot Mobile takes a portion of your bill and contributes it back to these organizations. No extra cost to you. Support conservative causes you believe in and switch to Patriot Mobile's nationwide, super fast, super reliable network. Unlimited talk and text plans start at just $20 a month. Plus, you can save on select iPhones starting at only $4 a month. At this great value, one size doesn't have to fit all. Pick one that's right for you and your budget. They also have great deals on Android phones. Hurry! Join Patriot Mobile. This offer is valid while supplies last. Also, make sure to mention the promo code HUE to waive your activation fee when you join. Call 1-800-APATRIOT or go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash HUE. Again, PatriotMobile.com forward slash HUE or 1-800-APATRIOT. Start making conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So Democrats, according to Gallup, uh, prefer socialism to capitalism. If that's true and they ever get in charge again and they're able to change us from a capitalist uh, system to socialism, we are doomed. So what's going on here? Kelly Vejos is the executive editor of American Conservative Magazine. Thanks for being here, Kelly. Thanks for having me, John. So um, have Democrats actually liked socialism for a long time, and now they're just admitting it? You know what? I think I think this is a natural evolution. Um, I think what Democrats are feeling now, as we can see in every avenue of politics today, that their uh, reaction to Trump has obviously been very, very negative. And they're feeling the uncertainty of Trump. They're feeling a, uh, an existing uncertainty about their own personal sort of financial situation. It might not be getting better. Um, and their natural inclination is to basically run back into the arms of government. And so they're obviously going way over to the opposite of what they perceive 
is the Trump solution to the the, uh, the country's economic ills or social ills or whatever. Um, I think this is it, this is understandable. I guess you know in the in the polit- looking at it you know through a political realm. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. You you pointed out that this is the first time that they've viewed socialism um, in a more positive light than capitalism. Um, I think this is just a natural reaction to that we're seeing in two years in on the uh, the the the, uh, the Trump uh, presidency. And I think that uh, I'm looking also at the Republican numbers. Sixteen uh, percent of Republicans actually um, have a positive view of socialism. I think that you know, as the 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 country continues to recover, people have different ideas of who's to blame, what's to blame, what economic, you know, approaches are to blame, and you you start seeing that in the fluctuation of numbers. And I think it really hit an apex at, during the 2016 election, where people um, were feeling uh, the economic malaise, and they were reaching out to different. Uh, actors to try to look for different solutions and, and Democrats went to Bernie and Republicans went to Trump, but they were looking for people outside the mainstream. And I think that Republicans have sort of come back to the idea that a free market system is the way to go, but the Democrats being on the losing end are now looking at government as the best way to go. Um, and obviously, you know, if they, if they hated Washington before, I just don't know why they would want to embrace government now because Washington is far from from cleaned up and is just as corrupt as ever. So uh, putting your faith in in government, I don't know if that's the best tack to take. I've always wondered, um, you know, when when George Bush was, George W. Bush was president, they were calling him Hitler and um, they thought he was an idiot and and now they feel the same way about Trump. Um, But they, the people who want big government never, and not just big government, but people who want the federal government to have more control over their everyday lives, why they never see that sometimes when you, after you've decided to give the federal government all this power, somebody who you consider to be Hitler or an idiot could be in charge. <laughs> I, I don't understand how that, that, that doesn't never occurs to them. I don't understand either, and I bet you'd see the poll numbers fluctuate once again. You know, uh, once they, you know, the quote-unquote idiots get in charge, you know, their maybe their their love affair with government goes down. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if if the polls had actually asked, okay, so you favor socialism, um, you would favor a government control of of, of industry and in schools and healthcare. What if you put Nancy Pelosi in charge of all that. What if you put a face to this? Because my, I, I suspect that if you asked, if you did a sub question and you said, well, do you feel that the current Congress is in the, the, the current Democratic Congress is in the best position to sort of lead this socialist revolution? I think maybe you find some people falling off the bandwagon at that point because it, poll and poll again finds that people don't trust Congress. You know, only I think it's 28 percent of people in this uh, Gallup poll last year about their faith in government. Only 28 percent in 2017 believe that they they could trust and have faith in their government. So it it sort of doesn't square because socialism is all government. And if you don't have faith in your government now, you're really not going to have faith when they're they're in in accountable 
you know, uh, control of every aspect of your life, which is basically what, you know, a socialism to the logical conclusion is, is control over all the levers of power. Yeah, and um, we're talking to Kelly Vejos. She's the executive editor of American Conservative Magazine. So even as recently, Kelly, as a few years ago, um, it was an insult to refer to a Dem- Democrat as a socialist. Even even Barack Obama would kind of uh, he, he would get defensive if anybody would ever suggest that he was a socialist. I'm thinking now that he wouldn't need to deny it. If you know, yeah. if, he, if he were running for president <laughs> again uh, in November, uh, he'd probably just say, "Yeah, I'm one of them." Yeah, well, I, you know, I have, you know, I have a, a theory on that. I believe that, you know, to be fair, and we have one of our writers, Paul Godfrey, has written about this at length. That when people are asked about socialism, I'm, we're not sure exactly at what purest level that they're interested in seeing a, a socialist revolution. You know, some people might think, okay, I would like government uh, run healthcare. I would like Medicaid for all, Medicare for all. You know, others would like to see more involvement maybe in the, the school system, more money in the schools or, or what have you. Um, so I'm not sure when people say, I prefer socialism, whether they're thinking of, you know, Karl Marx at that point. But my theory is, is that people have, were so disgruntled with the state of affairs in Washington going into the 2016 election. And like I said, Republicans and free marketeers went for Trump. And the more liberal progressive wing went for, for, for Bernie. And I say that without saying, you know, uh, pointing to Hillary is because I think he was the more popular candidate. He was the one that drew the biggest crowds. He's the one who energized the, the youth vote. And I feel like people are sort of leaning towards socialism now because they're looking at a Bernie socialism. They're looking at Bernie the independent, you know, who, who is an I after his name instead of a D or an R. He still votes with the Democrats, but he has maintained this sort of uh, this, you know, independent voice in Congress, and they like that, and that's why they, that's why Republicans and conservatives like Trump, because he was an independent voice in a sea of disappointing Republican candidates, and so I think, you know, uh, Barack Obama might wink in a nod, and some of these other candidates might not, you know, disdain openly socialism, because I think they're thinking about. You know, Bernie was sort of had some sort of appeal. He had a little bit of magic that Hillary had had not had because she represented the old third way, the old centrist, the old moderate, which meant to most people that she was just part of Washington. And that hadn't worked up to then. And uh, Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote. And uh, Bernie Sanders probably should have won the nomination. I think they rigged it for uh, for her. But so with that, when with what you just said, how close are we, uh, or were we, or are we now, to uh, to being taken over by socialists or people who like the idea of socialism, even if they may not know exactly what it is? Well, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to to get too hyperbolic about it. I do think that um, you know the numbers in this poll, it's a point here, a point there. Um, I, I see, you know, I think, like I said, I think people kind of flirt with the idea when they're when they're despondent about you know, politics. I do think that more people are probably open to, say, um, a nationalized health care system or something like it, maybe not something like you see in Britain right now, but maybe something where you have more of a sort of a, a Medicare for all. I think if you're going to see the sort of encroaching uh, socialistic impulse, it probably would start with health care. 
But I mean, we have a, a tradition in this country of free markets and and uh, you know business and you know independence. And I just don't see after all of these years where we've been suffering under um, you know a lot of, of problems with Wall Street and the financial collapse and the healthcare problems that we've we've never gone all the way to uh, a government takeover of these industries. So I, I don't think you need to worry yet, but I, I, I do think it's, it's, it's interesting to see the fluctuations and how people um, react. And I do think that there is something to be said about the, the Bernie phenomenon, or at least the, the residual effect of it on, on candidates today, which I'm sure you talk about on your show, because you're hearing more and more candidates talk like Bernie and talk in a more socialistic frame. And I think that they think people are responding that, but, you know, we'll see in the midterms, I think this year, if that's really going to play out and if that's, if that's actually going to be a winner with more um, middle, middle America. And I I suspect it's not. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, um, I do remember when Ronald Reagan was at this point in his presidency, people still thought that he was, um, well, he was going to, he was going to start World War III with the Russians was one thing he was going to do, but he also was, um, um, anti-black, anti-poor, the, all the things that conservatives and Republicans are accused of being anti of all the time. Yeah. But but the economy um, roared back, and I think he won the next time forty-nine to one. So I'm I'm wondering, um, you know, does well the the you have Alexandra Ocasio Cortez out there claiming and people celebrating her. She's out there saying that unemployment is low because everybody's working two jobs and their kids are starving. Can the facts of the economy, all the, the low unemployment and everything else that's happening right now, will that uh, you just said you don't think it's going to win for them in uh, in November? Is that what's going to overcome the hysteria? Is just the the facts on the ground? I'm not sure. You know, I mean, being in the, in Washington, you know, you see like the back and forth between the both extremes. And I think that most people, you know, are in, you know, on on the extreme ends are in their camps and they're not gonna, they're not going to be persuaded. I think I think people in the middle um who are affected every day by these by these financial issues are probably going to do their own homework and 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 they can look at the numbers and they can decide for themselves. I'm not sure you know, that's going to win the day, but I think it, it's, it's too late to try to persuade the real extremes of, on each side, um, particularly the Democrats. They have their own narrative, and they're running with it. And unfortunately, you know, it's a race to see who gets as many, you know, who gets the, the, the bigger amount of people out on, on, on Election Day. But I, I think, you know, I think the word is, is really resonating with people, the, the, the actual unemployment numbers and job numbers. You know, this is, it is getting to people in middle America. It is, it, you know, it's just getting past the noise of, of Washington and the mainstream media. It's really hard. And, you know, I feel like people have to just kind of do their own homework, do their own digging and get through, get through the static because there's just a lot of static and, um, it, it's unfortunate. But the, the campaign to discredit everything that the president does seems to override any good news any positive news, any news at all that has anything to do with Russia or, you know, that the deep state or whatever. So it it is frustrating, but I think um I think uh most people who want to be well informed can can get informed and make their own decisions. I only have a couple seconds left here. Uh, what I worry about is the 
the Republicans uh, caving, which is why Donald Trump is president now, because they were gutless for the last, uh, I don't know, eight years, four years. I only have about 20 seconds. Caving, you know, I don't I, personally. I don't care about the Republicans. I think that they that they had their chance. The guys and gals are here in Washington. Many for, who've been here for a long time had their chance. And I think if if people want to send people down to Washington, are really going to clean up the swamp. They're going to have to elect new members, and that's new Republicans, Democrats, Socialists, whatever. But I, I think cleaning the swamp should be priority one for voters out there. I agree with you. Thanks for being with us, Kelly. Thanks, John. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we, we will be right back in just a few here on AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump has signed a $716 billion defense policy bill named for Senator John McCain. President Trump says this bill will boost the armed forces. The National Defense Authorization Act is the most significant investment in our military and our warfighters in modern history. And I am very proud to be a big, big part of it. It was not very hard. You know, I went to Congress. I said, let's do it. We got to do it. We're going to strengthen our military like never, ever before. And that's what we did. Correspondent Sagar Magani reports President Trump is praising the FBI's firing of longtime agent Peter Strzok. Strzok's lawyers said Monday that he had been fired from the agency over anti-Trump texts and other politically charged messages. On Wall Street, the down by 125 points. The Nasdaq dropped 19. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges. Reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Holly and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Dennis Prager finds the left exaggerates science. The left lies about so many things that at a, at a given point, I simply believe that they're crying wolf. Everything's an existential threat. The left uses science to promote its agendas and uh, that they get scared unbelievably easily. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250, The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. 
Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. AM 1250 Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, get twice the ice for half the price. Prince Skate Arena at South Point is offering half-off public skate punch cards, 10 sessions, just $45. Or half-off stick and puck punch cards, 10 sessions, just $50. Prince Skate Arena, family entertainment on ice. Log on now to TheAnswerPGH.com, keyword shopping. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at marleyfg.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. The jam-up continues on the Parkway East outbound because of a crash, which is off to the shoulder at the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, but still very heavy from 2nd Avenue up to that point. Also on the inbound side, some delays related to the outbound crash. On the inbound side, it's heavy forest hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West Low inbound from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And in O'Hara, some fallen trees, wires, and landslides. Watch out. Powers run road shut down. Freeport Road to Twin Maple Drive. I'm Johnny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers and thunderstorms around, especially early on tonight when they can be locally heavy. The low tonight, 63. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with some showers, high 78. Some clearing tomorrow night, low 64. Then for Wednesday, warm and humid with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. High Wednesday, 84 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, in case you missed it earlier, a Gallup poll out today says that Democrats actually prefer socialism to capitalism, and that's pretty scary enough. Uh, It is scary enough, but remember when Barack Obama supporters used to get offended when he was referred to as a socialist, and remember when Democrats laughed anybody accused them of being in favor of socialism that seems like a long time ago then we got bernie sanders and now here we are and this makes what the group called convention of states what they're doing it makes uh, very important um because it's hard to imagine socialism being able to exist in the united states if the constitution a constitution still means anything mark meckler is the founder of convention of states thanks for being here mark uh, great to be with you today. So what is the goal of your organization? Like the goal is nothing less than to use the Constitution to save the Constitution. The way it works is in Article 5 of the Constitution, the second clause gives you and me, the citizens, the power to act through our state legislatures to call a convention of states. And that convention is specifically for the purpose of proposing amendments to restrain the federal government. Okay, so... Uh, most people would think that the idea of calling for a constitutional convention in 2018 is a radical idea. Why is it not? 
Well, I would say it is radical in the sense that it's the most radical, reasonable alternative. Those same people you're describing would say that mostly we've lost control of the federal government. We send people there. They don't do what we expect of them or what we send them to do. People serve their entire lives in Washington, D.C. We have courts that are out of control. We have administrative agencies that are out of control. And the remedy that the founders gave us for this is to call a convention to restrain the federal government. Otherwise, there is actually no way to restrain the government. So the, the founders obviously knew that, that even with the Constitution that, that was put together and uh, proved to be pretty good, that there was always the danger that power would run amok. And that's they, – they, they, the people who – the guys who founded the government um, felt that government was a necessary evil. So they're always yeah, not, not looking out for that. They- not only did they think it was going to come, but if you look at how this particular clause gets in the Constitution, it's really educational. Two days before the end of the convention, September 15, 1787, Colonel George Mason from Virginia stands up and he says this. He says that we've done something terrible with this document. We gave the power to Congress to propose amendments, but we didn't give it to the people acting through the states. And he asked a question. He says, are we so naive that we believe that a government that becomes tyranny will ever propose amendments to restrain its own tyranny? Now, John, I wish we had video because I bet they laughed. I know a lot of your listeners laugh when they hear that. And we kind of know they did because Madison's notes say nin com or no comment, meaning not one person in that convention objected to this idea, and it was included unanimously to give us the power to do this. And uh, so what has to happen for a constitutional convention to become a reality? Sure. The way it works is it takes two-thirds of states to call the convention. The call is done by each of those states passing a resolution, a joint resolution in both houses of their legislature. No governor's signature is necessary because it's a resolution, not a bill. That's now been done in 12 states, and since it takes 34, we're over one-third of the way there. Once that happens, the convention convenes, and they convene specifically to talk about only three things that are being proposed. Anything that would put fiscal restraints on the federal government, anything that would impose term limits on federal officials that's elected and non-elected, and anything that would impose scope or power restraints on the federal government. So um, why have 12 states uh, taken the step to approve it, and you know what happened there? Why did it happen there, and what are we waiting for for the other 22 that you need? Sure. So it happened there because those states were just early off the ball, started with Georgia and Florida, uh, Alaska's in, Arizona's in, Tennessee's in. So a whole bunch of states all over the country, and it just takes time to build up the legislative head of steam. A lot of people, I would argue most people in the country, have never heard of this. So you go to a legislature, you express something brand new. It takes people a while to adjust to the idea. The The project has the support of notable people all over the country, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, a bunch of great senators. Rand Paul just came out and endorsed Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. So it's got support all over the country. And, in fact, right there in Pennsylvania, a really important group, CAP, uh, Citizens Alliance of Pennsylvania, just came out with a major endorsement of this process for Pennsylvania. Uh, we're talking to Mark Meckler. He's the founder of Convention of States. So Pennsylvania is starting to uh, get the idea that maybe it's a good idea? Yeah, I think we're moving. Look, we, we've got a resolution in the House. It's H.R. 187. The prime sponsor there is Representative Matt Gabler. Already 39 co-sponsors there, so that's pretty exciting. It's S.R. 133 with John Eichelberger in the Senate. So we're definitely moving forward right now. Uh, 133 in the Senate's already been uh, moved over to the State Government Committee, chaired by Senator Fulmer. So I have a feeling we're going to move on that before the end of the year. So what what's the reaction you get, the initial reaction that you get? I, I don't know if it's you personally, but your organization, or what, what is the reaction that 
that comes from legislators in in the states, how many of them are even aware that this is something that they have the power to do and how many of them have to be educated to the fact that uh, this is something that they can and maybe should do? Well, initially, you know, when somebody's brand new in the legislature, they're usually unaware of this. Uh, although we've been doing this four and a half years now, so we've got a lot more awareness out there. But I would say four and a half years ago, virtually nobody knew about it. Mark Levin wrote the book Liberty Amendments. That brought it to the fore. And, in fact, for your listeners who, who watch Levin on Sunday nights, on this Sunday night, I'll be on that show for an hour talking about Convention of States. That's 10 p.m. Eastern on Life, Liberty, and Levin. The legislators like it, but they like the idea of taking the power away from Washington, D.C., and returning it to the states. It's really not partisan. It's about who should decide. Should Pennsylvanians decide for themselves, or should Washington, D.C. decide for Pennsylvania? You know, I always I, – I, what, what bothers me is when I hear people, uh, including people who actually ran for president, like Hillary Clinton, um, saying that they don't get the electoral college, they think it's a dumb idea, and – I wonder how how is anybody who thinks like that ever going to come around to the idea that the power should go back to the states because those people are everywhere. Are. In fact, Hillary, Hillary Clinton has spoken out personally against this. Every George Soros organization in the nation has spoken out. Common Cause, Center on Budget and Policy Party, La Raza, Planned Parenthood, every major employee union speaking out against this because they like centralized power in Washington D.C. Much more easy for them to pull and control the levers of power if it's in D.C. So anybody who likes statist power, and there are people on the right that fall into this category, they don't want a convention of states. Well, I've been talking about the poll, the Gallup poll uh, that was out today, uh, all, since we went on the air here, but th- does this new love for socialism make things a little more urgent for you guys? Oh, it absolutely does. I th- you know, I think we got a problem among the younger generation, although I would also caution taking that poll a little too seriously For example, if you look at the races where uh, the new darling of the left, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has endorsed candidates, she those candidates have lost almost every race. When people get into a discussion of, I think she's zero for seven. Yeah, so people get into a discussion of what exactly socialism is, and that becomes a hard issue in a race. Socialism loses almost every time still in America. Uh, One of the guys who you have on board with you is uh, Tom Coburn, the former senator from Oklahoma. He says that he thinks a, a constitutional convention is four years away. Do you agree with that estimate? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's the outside. It could come faster. It just depends on, you know, what happens in the public sphere here. But I would say somewhere between three and four years, we will be in convention. So uh, that, uh, I, I believe me, I'm with you. I'm, I'm really down with you on this. But um, it just it seems, it seems like, I mean, it would be shocking to me to see this happen. Well, I think it would be shocking. Look, I mean, it's never been done before in American history. It's intentionally a very high bar. But I think most people, if we had mentioned this four years ago, which I did to a lot of people all around the country, they would have just said simply, it's crazy, you can never do it. Today, you've got 12 states already participating, so we're over a third of the way there. There are three and a half million activists around the country who are engaged in this. This is the largest activist organization in the nation now. We have activists in 100% of all state legislative districts in the United States of America. We're endorsed by literally every major conservative who's spoken about it. That's uh, professors, intellectuals, talking head folks, politicians. And so I think four years ago, people would have said it's impossible. Now people are just kind of shocked by what's happening. And we're, we're, we're talking to uh, Mark Meckler. He's the founder of Convention of States. Um, Mark, I don't think that your idea is going to be real popular at CNN 
MSNBC, ABC, CBS, um, uh, the New York Times, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects. So th- is this something that's going to kind of happen quietly and then all of a sudden it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen? Well, it was happening quietly. A year ago, Good Friday, 230 leftist groups signed a press release against this. Uh, that was led by Soros Group Center on Budget and Policy Priorities and Common Cause. So, no, it's not quiet on the left anymore. Uh, Robert Reich put out a video against it this week. Uh, we're just seeing constant things. Esquire magazine took a swipe at us this week. The Atlantic took a swipe at us. So I don't think it's going to happen quietly. I think it's going to be an all-out war. So what are the swipes? Uh, I, I think I can guess, but what, what, are the, what are you being accused of, and why well, shouldn't we do this? So here's what the, the radical left says. They say that it's going to be a runaway convention and we're going to lose our Constitution. So one of the things that I find ironic about that is there is no love of the radical left for the United States Constitution. This is what we call concern trolling. In other words, they pretend to love the Constitution. What they love is the way they've been able to abuse it, and what they're scared of is our intent to return it to something more akin to the original Constitution. They also will say and are saying and have said, you know, we intend to return to slavery. We intend to overturn any kind of women's rights. Uh, It's just craziness. Well, uh, I mean, that's the usual stuff. But what would give you as a a group doing a a constitutional convention the ability or the power to do what they're afraid of? How would you? Absolutely nothing. In fact, really, what it is specifically limited to by its terms is anything that would reduce the power of the federal government. You can't affect the Bill of Rights. You can't affect fundamental constitutional rights. And so what it is is just these are just outright lies. Like, it's easy to sell fear, so they're going to try and sell fear. They're going to call us homophobes and racists and misogynists. That's all they got, and that's all they're going to ever have against us. And, and it's just the same old stuff. And um, it, it's this this um a fear or unwillingness to accept the idea that there should that that people should have local control over their lives well this is what's so amazing about it it really is the most nonpartisan idea you can imagine because what we're talking about is returning the power to new york and to illinois and to california and to washington state places that are not bastions of conservatism and so liberal states would have the power to be more liberal. I talk to my more liberal friends here in California now, and I say, look, do you like Donald Trump telling you what to do, or Republican Congress? And no, they hate it. And so I say, well, take the power away. Bring it back to California. Bring it back to the states. Let the states be as different as they were always intended to be. See, I think you you could make a poster with a picture of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I'm not a Republican. I'm a registered independent. I'm but with you. My main reason for liking Donald Trump is that he's not Hillary Clinton. I'm but, with you there too. But I, 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 I mean, a poster with a picture of the two of them, and it says, "Which one of these two people would you like to have control, more control over your lives, your everyday lives?" Now that you just nailed it, so that's why we say the fight is about who decides. You know, here's a stat that most Pennsylvanians won't know: about 65 percent of the Pennsylvania spending budget in your legislature is controlled in one way or another by the federal government. Grants with strings, uh, you've got unfunded mandates, you've got federal money that comes in for highways. So only about 30, 35% of your budget is actually controlled by your legislature. That's outrageous. Ridiculous. So quickly, uh, uh, Mark, what are the specific goals? Like what would you, what would be the three things you'd like to see come out of this? That would well, uh, for, for me, there's three main things. One is some way to tie the federal government's hands for a budget, so a balanced budget amendment imposing generally accepted accounting principles, 
uh, and also maybe tax and spending caps. The second is term limits for Congress, for the judiciary, including the Supreme Court, and for bureaucrats. And finally, and most importantly, is to limit federal government power back to enumerated powers, get the federal government out of health care, in other words, really permanently get rid of Obamacare, federal government out of energy, education, these are things that we can't accomplish with a convention of state. I'm sorry, Mark, but those are crazy ideas. We can't we, we can't be having any of that. What are you, uh, nuts? Back to the Constitution, it's just craziness, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, the one I'd like to, that you didn't mention is repealing the income tax. I'm all for that. Is that I'm what? a fan as well. Yeah, so uh, so you and I, are uh, we're down on this. I'm, I'm with you. Good luck on this. Um, I hope you're successful. Thanks. Pennsylvanians can get involved at conventionofstates.com. We need you guys. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That's Mark Meckler, the uh, founder of Convention of States. I'm with them, man. Let's do it. And when I come back, I'm going to completely change gears here and tell you why it's insane to suggest that Barry Bonds should have his number retired. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no loophole, full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off. And you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? $200? $300? Or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. 
plug in and forget. GoPestFree.com. That's GoPestFree.com. Promo code Radio20. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. And, of course, we went to different cities. One day, he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always encountered him to have my back. We hadn't talked for a while. And then she texted me. And we went for a walk. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. I was away from my family during the holidays. And a friend invited me to their house for dinner. It really meant a lot. He knew I was having a rough week. So he asked me to go fishing with him. My friend knew that I didn't want to go out. So... She brought me dinner instead. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. How about we finish up with some sports here? Um... This past weekend, you saw two very much unliked, two very unliked guys uh, in sports, big-name guys, uh, had big weekends. Tiger Woods yesterday finished second at the PGA, and Barry Bonds uh, was either Friday or Saturday night, I forget, that he was his number was retired by the Giants. And both of them have, well, I guess they're both trying to kind of I don't know, reclaim their their identity or, or maybe change their identity or change their image. Um, but let's first of all, Tiger Woods, he seems to have grown up a lot. I mean, it's a good time to do it maybe when you're 41, 42 years old. That's what he did. But he was, he was just, he was a very much unliked guy when he was on the tour in his early days um, by the other players, by the media. He just didn't treat people well. Um, just was not a well-liked guy, and not many people were rooting for him. I'm sure there was some jealousy involved in that. But he's now become a much, a much more attractive guy because he's a little bit of an underdog. So there are a lot of people rooting for him, and lots of people were rooting for him uh, yesterday at the PGA. But when he was a young player and when he was at his peak, he was a rotten person and a creep, and people didn't like him, and he deserved it. Barry Bonds... Uh, whatever I just said about Tiger Woods, multiply that by about 10. And now I see Kevin Gorman wrote a column today in the Pittsburgh uh, Tribune, uh, uh, Trib Live, uh, whatever it is, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Um, he wrote a column and he made all the right points about the stats and, and the, what Barry Bonds did and two-time MVP and blah, blah, blah. But there miss, anybody who's suggesting that Barry Bonds' t- uh, number be retired is forgetting a, a very important part of a retirement of a, the retirement of a number, and that is that it's a, a sign of affection. It's a sign of gratitude. It's not just a sign of accomplishment. And so, if you retire a guy's number and you bring him in for a ceremony, that means you expect everybody to stand up and cheer. Well, Barry Bonds was the the most despicable human being ever to wear a uniform of any Pittsburgh team ever. The way he treated people, and not the way he treated me or, or, treat, or he treated the media. A quick story. Two PNC Park groundskeepers were killed in, a, in an automobile accident. Uh, Pete Diana of the Post-Gazette was going around to visiting teams and getting players to sign items to help raise money for the families of the two guys who were killed. And all the players, and many of whom knew the groundskeepers, 
they were more than happy to sign the stuff knowing that money was going to be raised. Barry Bonds not didn't just say no. He basically told Pete Diana to get out of his face and leave him alone. And that's just one of many incidents like that with Barry Bonds. He's a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He doesn't deserve to, to a reclamation of his image because he did nothing to reclaim it. So um, anytime that Barry Bonds comes to Pittsburgh and is recognized, the only thing that should be done for him is to, ha- to, is to boo him loudly and you don't you're going to invite the the family members of those two guys to the uh retirement ceremony give me a break don't ever retire that guy's number and do whatever you can to keep him out of town see you monday the john steigerwall show is a production of am 1250 the answer and salem media group